Hey, Petey. Good morning. How are we doing? Not too bad. How are you? Doing well, doing well. I got a, a needy doodle over here that's staring me down and wants to throw the ball, but um, I told him I'm busy. So, Yeah, Walter's getting a little crazy, too. <laughs> but let's, I'm uh, ready for this uh, mock draft, for sure. Yeah, let's not waste any time. Let's get into it. All right. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Lions Football Show. Joining me today is Ryan Peterson, a dear friend and former co-host of the starting lineup. Shout out to Palomar Radio. Ryan, how's it going? Doing well, doing well. How are you doing this morning, Lance? Not too bad. I'm, I'm excited for this uh, this podcast episode we're going to do. With the, uh, the 2022 NFL Draft in the books, I wanted to bring you on the show because we're doing our very own two-round Dynasty Mock Draft. We're, we're both in two leagues together, so who better to bring on uh, and go back and forth with? Then the, the man who's always rebuilding every year. That's, that's, that's me. Rebuilding's more fun. You know, <laughs> it's money and championships when you can rebuild. Uh, uh, and someday, someday. You'll get there. I, I like what you're building now. But uh, for the uninitiated, a super flex league allows managers to start up to two quarterbacks, which really enhances the value of the most important position in sports. We've already done two drafts together this offseason, so I'm excited to see how this differs from our, our previous drafts. So without further ado, let's get started. Ryan, uh, you won the coin toss, so you're on the clock. Who are you going to take at 1.01? I am going to go with, man, and this is a tough one, I think. Um, more tough than people think, or most consensus, like Twitter people would say. Um, man, I, I've got to go with Brees. Um, I'm going to go Brees Hall 101. Um, assuming the Jets are on the upside, you know, and we're going to get Mormon Mahomes to to flourish with the Jets. Um, I love him and love him with uh, Michael Carter, but Brees Hall is going to be just the consensus RB1 on that team. Um, yeah, I really like his upside. I like the Jets where they're going. And, yeah, I'm going to go Brees at 101. Nice. Yeah, that, that's the chalky pick. That's I had 1.01 in one draft, and I took Brees. Uh, obviously, without knowing your needs or anything, that seems like the smart choice. Who else were you considering at, at this pick? I was considering uh, Drake London. I mean, he's just going to be a freaking target in such a, uh, a a rebuild. You know, the best two and fifteen uh, team we're ever going to see as far as the fantasy purposes is going to be. A, I was thinking that or Drake London for sure. Um, he's just going to be a target because he's just such a giraffe out there. It's like the it's like the all uh, the all tall team with Pitts and London, and then you're going to have Corderell out there doing you know whatever they need him to do. So. That was a tough one, but I'm going to go Brees, just you know, the safe pick. Yeah, those those were the two. They're that both I was safe, going through. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those were the two that I was thinking about. Really depends on you know. Obviously, we don't have our roster, so it really is just a who you kind of are thinking right. is going to have. Like, are you competing right now? Then you go Brees Hall. If not, you probably go Drake London. He's still he hasn't even turned 21 yet. He's mm-hmm. going to get a ton of targets with the Falcons. So uh, at 1.02, I am going to take Drake London. There we uh, go. I, I got him in one league at 1.03 after trading up. And, and then in our other league, he dropped all the way to five. But it really seems wow. like the momentum's picking up for him. And I've seen a couple leagues now where, where London's been the number one pick over Brees Hall. I think the Jets is a, is a good landing spot for Brees Hall, but it also, you know, they drafted Michael Carter last year. How much of a split are they going to have? The, the Jets run that 49ers offense that likes to use multiple backs. So if you're looking for, especially in a PPR league, Drake London makes – a lot of sense here. Um, I was also considering a couple other receivers, but I'm interested to see uh, who you go with now at 1.03. Well, I think I know who you're talking about, and it's the guy that's going to replace uh, AJ Brown in Tennessee, and that's going to be Traylon Burks here at 1.3. Um, I mean, what else do you need to say? Like I said, it's you know the AJ Brown replacement. Um, he's going to be fun to watch on that team for sure. Um, you know, their only other receivers are what? Uh, Bob Trees and I don't even know. Um, exactly. I think, uh, <laughs> what Nick and they're just going to run the ball a lot too. So, you know, it's yeah. you know, it's a no-brainer, I think, at 1-3 one, at one is uh, Burks. Yeah, it's it's funny because before, in the lead-up to the draft, before the draft actually happened, Traylon Burks was being discussed as the no-doubt or 1.01. Him and Brees Hall were kind of going back and forth. Then you start seeing some people on Twitter and some of the experts being like, you know, I'm not completely buying into the Traylon Burks hype. And then he gets a perfect landing spot. So, he, you know, he's rising, then falling. And then there's an argument for him to be the first receiver off the board. So at three, 
it's a really good pick. Uh, was there anybody else you were considering at 1.03? Um, I didn't want to reach too much. Um, it seems like a lot of consensus has been one, two with Kenneth Walker, just because he's going to eat with Seattle. I mean, it's just going to be such a horrendous team up there in the Northwest. Um, yeah. Uh, like with Arlie, for example, um, we had, what one two was Kenneth Walker, right? So yeah, um, in both in both leagues, Walker went second. Yeah, <clears throat> to me, I just like I don't know. I, I just think there's so much other talent that I preferred. Even if I'm rebuilding or not, it doesn't matter. I just you know I'm just in love with other players with especially a receiver. If you go receiver, I think in in dynasty, you really can't go wrong. Um, running back's a little more risky, but you know, just like last year with Najee, Najee's eating with the Steelers even in such a struggling offensive line. So Walker was one I considered. Um, I like Olave a lot too. Local bias, shout out to Mission Hills. Yeah. Just a freaking high school powerhouse now with the Fred Warner and um, now Chris Olave. So um, yeah, Olave and Walker, I think so. I was considering um, maybe Wilson, but you know, I, I think we'll find out more as we continue on these drafts. Yeah, it seems like we're now into that second tier. I think that top tier yeah. really is Brees Hall, Drake London, and then Traylon Burks, really depending on how you feel about Burks. Yeah. And he's just going to get a ton of targets. The only thing that really worries me is, are they going to be able to manufacture him touches? Because he's not going to come into the NFL as a fully formed receiver. He's not the best route runner. But they did just trade away A.J. Brown. Uh, Derrick Henry's not getting any younger. So the opportunity is there. And like you said, they really don't have anybody else mm-hmm. on offense. Bobby Trees coming off a torn ACL. He's over 30 now, so we're not really sure how he'll recover. Yeah. So I think at 1.3, Traylon Burks is a really strong pick. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is interesting because uh, we'll get to Kenneth Walker when he gets drafted, but he went 1.2 in both of our leagues, and now he's he's dropping at least. So now I'm on the clock at 1.4. This is where it gets tough. Could go Kenneth Walker. Could go with one of these receivers. Are, I you, think uh, I'm are, you, are you trading out here? <laughs> I would love to trade. I would trade out any of these picks, if yeah. we're being honest. Uh, if you've been in any of my leagues, you know uh, I love to do that. Yeah. So uh, no trading here. Uh, I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. Okay. This was this was a tough one. I was going between Jameson Wilson and, and Garrison, Garrett Wilson. I'm going to go with the draft capital of him being a top 10 pick and him not recovering from that ACL injury. I think Garrett Wilson, you know, I don't think he's going to – have to step in and be the wide receiver one right away like London or Traylon is. I think Elijah Moore can be that kind of guy. And then they have Brees Hall there who's going to take a lot of pressure off as well. So two Jets in the top four, but I really like Wilson. I think he's got that floor you want, especially around here. So you don't really have to worry too much about him being a bust unless Zach Wilson is really, really bad. And I think, you know, this defense is still really bad. I think he's going to get a ton of targets. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like I said, he might not get the amount of targets that London or Traylon gets, which is why he drops to 1.4 here, but he just has that upside. He's got the floor. And then if he really can kind of, uh, cut down on some of his wacky route running and he kind of gets his timing better, really mm-hmm. think he has a chance to be like a poor man's Odell Beckham in this okay. kind of offense. So at 1.4, I will definitely take that. Yeah. What do you I... think of, what do you think of Wilson there? I agree there. I think if, you know, you're just looking for a safe pick, I think um, Wilson's the way to go there. Um, like you said, just working on his, his route running. Um, perfect dude for, you know, getting those racks at the end, you know, throw a D ball and get those, you know, extra yardage. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's good. I like it. It's a safe pick um, if you're just looking for stability. And, and, you know, it just depends on if the Jets believe that um, – Wilson's the guy, you know, so if he's it, if he's going to break out this year, then it's, it's a, it's a freaking deal at one four. So. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see maybe his first year, he's not going to put up a ton of numbers because he's competing with so many people on a kind of yeah. under, under the radar, low key, really good, uh, potentially really good jets offense. But then Corey Davis, I don't think comes back in the, the following year. And so I'm really interested to see, Maybe this isn't a good rookie year pick, but years two through four, I think he really could explode. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. let's go to one point five. You're back on the clock. You were talking about Olave. Are you going to go mm-hmm. with Olave? Are you going to go with Walker? What are you going to do here? Man, um, another spot where if we could trade out, I would trade out. But yeah. um, yep, yep. Oh man, so I got to pick. I'm going to go. Mm. 
Well, I already took Ronnie back, so probably going Olave here. Okay. I'm going to go Olave. Um, love his talent. You know, he was great at Ohio State. Um, good good investment, especially if Michael Thomas isn't fully healthy. And then their other receiver is, what, Traquan Smith? I didn't, I, I'm guessing. Yeah, so. and Deontay Harris. It's, and Deontay it's, Harris. It's pretty ugly, yeah. Really, really huge uh, training camp battle there. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go Olave here. Um, and, again, I'm just going back to my – my local North County high school bias here. So, um, yeah, I really love Olave even out of um, North County here. And then I loved him at Ohio State. And it's awesome that he is you know, taking 11th overall. So, um, love his talent, love his upside. Um, he's probably going to get everything, especially, like I said, if Michael Thomas isn't fully healthy um, by uh, the start of the season. And then I, I guess it just depends on – on uh, on Jameis and 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 Dennis Allen as the head coach and defensive guy. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go Olave here. I'm gonna one five. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Uh, Olave, you know, he dropped a little bit in both of our drafts, which I thought was interesting. But I think he's kind of on the you know he went to Ohio State with Garrett Wilson. He's similar to Garrett Wilson, where he is the upside is questionable. But I think mm-hmm. Olave could really step in as a rookie and you know, lead the, the rookies in receiving yards and receptions just because, like you said, Michael Thomas isn't healthy coming off that uh, ankle injury, which has been like a two-year injury. So if he's not healthy now, is he ever going to be healthy? I think uh, Olave in a dome is a great match with Jameis Winston. And, you know, if you have paid attention to Matt Harmon and a couple other these draft analysts, they say he's the best route runner in the draft. And that really translates. So he's not the most physical guy. I don't love him in – I think that's where really it could, you know, hurt his development. Is he going to be Jerry Judy-ish where it's just he's not physical enough to to hold up and you can only really scheme him open? If he can get past that, I think he's going to be a heck of a receiver. And I really love the fit uh, with the Saints. And if you're looking for just an immediate impact, Olave is a really strong pick here. Mm -hmm. That's right. Let's go to 1.6. I was going back and forth between Jameson and Kenneth Walker. I'm going to go with Jameson Williams here. Hey, okay. uh, I'm going to let Walker's slide continue. Jameson Williams, I think he's a tough one because I think he is the most talented receiver in the draft, and I think he's going to have eventually the biggest impact in real life. Still worry about his fantasy impact because deep threats, especially in an offense where Jared Goff's a quarterback, they don't, uh, they don't do as well as they could. Like if you went mm. to obviously a team that had like a Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert, I feel a lot better about him. Yeah. But I think he's going to be more of the guy that takes the top off the defense and opens things up for Hawkinson and ARSB. But I'm just going to bet on the talent. Like he was so electrifying at Alabama. I also think Detroit isn't married to Jared Goff, so they could eventually yep. get uh, a quarterback. And in that dome, I, I'm going to take a chance on him. I think they can get – uh, manufactured touches for him, and not everything has to be a deep ball. Like he he can use that speed deceptively and run comebacks and get a lo- just a lot of open space. So I think he has a chance to really be the alpha in Detroit, and I really like what they're building there. And like I said, in the dome, the defense still isn't great, so he's going to get plenty of opportunities. Um, so give me Jamison Williams at one point six here. What do you think are of that? You, one? Uh, are you worried about his uh, injury um, coming from Alabama last year at all? Not really. I think if you're looking for obviously an immediate impact, then I'd be worried because I don't think he's going to play till at least midseason. I think they're going to be really cautious with him. But with the way you know Western medicine has advanced, especially with ACLs, I'm not too worried. And he's young, and all the reports are that he'll get that speed back and everything. So, you know, hopefully that doesn't hinder him. It is a huge worry, which uh, you know, if you're in a draft and all things are equal, I could see you kind of wanting to to fade him just because of that uncertainty and because you won't get really a much impact his rookie year but i'm going to take i'm going to take the bet on the upside yeah i agree with you there and then next year i think the you know lions are going to definitely take a quarterback um golf's not the not the long-term solution i don't think they ever really plan on him being the long-term solution um i like it um would he have jumped up even more, say, if, like, maybe a Kansas City took Jameson? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I he'd think, probably be, like, what, one, two, one, three, I, maybe? Honestly, like, his landing spot, like, if he went to a Kansas City 
or a Green Bay. He would have been, I I think he would have battled for the first pick. I think you have a real argument between Brees, London, and him. Uh, I would probably stick with the draft capital and go London there, but it would be a real tough choice. Because if if Jameson's stepping into the Tyreek Hill role, like, hell yeah, give me that. Even if you have to miss half his rookie season and everything. Mm -hmm. And he's just such a, like, even if you draft him, he's such a good flip candidate because he's only going to gain value. And then when he is healthy again, everyone's going to be like, holy shit, he's Tyreek Hill. And then (laughs) he's he's worth even more than what you drafted him for. Yeah. Yeah, that's my thought process. Yeah. All right, let's see. uh, 1.7, who do you got? Well, uh, the the dip is over. I think we're going to go Kenneth Walker here. All right. Um, get some, you know, nice value as far as a running back. Um, there, like I said before, when I was kind of going back and forth, I'm like, oh, should I take him? Should I not take him here? One three. Um, now it's over. I'm gonna take him at one seven. Um, and let's face it, he's just gonna he's gonna freaking eat in Seattle. Um, he only has to worry about Rashad Penny in a one year deal. Um, I'm not sure about how their line situation is, and you know, like I said, Seattle's probably not gonna be very good this year, so. Um, you know how Pete Carroll is. He loves to compete and stuff. So, um, he's going to get the ball. He's going to take every opportunity he can, especially as a rookie and prove himself. So, um, receiving work is kind of worries me a little bit, but, um, I'll take the upside here as far as him just getting a bunch of touches this year. Yeah. I, I think this is a really good spot for him, especially, you know, you start getting to the end of this tier and, you know, if you can get a guy who's being drafted at 1.2 at 1.7, it's a really good pickup, oh, good value. Uh, it's okay. Both our dogs are, are super excited. But uh, I think there are a lot of red flags with Walker, which is why he's falling. He, he was only picked a couple picks after Brees Hall, but like you said, he doesn't offer much in the passing game, which limits his, his upside. Seattle is probably going to be one of the five worst teams in the NFL, so game scripts against him, and they're not going to, as much as they love to establish the run, that's going to be tougher. I mean, he's sharing the backfield with Rashad Penny. Uh, I think in a year, Penny's going to be gone. Penny's not the healthiest guy, and he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So I think Walker's going to definitely get opportunity, but that opportunity is not going to be high-value opportunity, which scares me. So I think uh, you know, I think he's the best pure runner in this draft, and he's going to a team that's going to establish the run, but still worries me, and he's not a good pass protector, so he's not going to be on third downs. So in a class with maybe two really good running backs, 1.7, is a good pickup for that. So you go and Brees, Traylon, Olave, Walker is, is a nice foursome to start it off. Yeah, I think um, hopefully with these picks, get some immediate impact as opposed to, you know, if, say you're in the rebuild, um, maybe it doesn't totally fit. But um, yeah, definitely uh, banking on the upside here as far as just getting these guys going right away. Yeah, and I think from a team building perspective, you grabbing the top two running backs is just a good move, especially with, as we get later in this draft, you can load up on receivers, uh, quarterbacks, or tight ends. So solid team building so far as we're four, uh, we're going to the end of this fourth round. Uh, I now, I can choose between the last first round receiver or I can go more for uh, landing spot. I'm going to go towards landing spot. Give me Sky Moore, there second round uh, receiver who just got drafted by Kansas City. Nice. I think... Uh, I, you know, it's tough to really bet on a guy that's five nine and is coming from an FCS school, but Sky Moore is super awesome to watch. I think he has a real strong chance to be the number one receiver in Kansas City, at least for this year. I think Travis Kelsey's gonna obviously be the number one pass catcher. Mm. But Sky Moore is is battling with Juju and MVS. Juju hasn't been good in a while and MVS is a role player. Uh, I think Sky will, will work the underneath routes. I think he'll be uh you know, if they're if defenses are really going more uh, that shell cover two and stopping the deep pass, Sky can just live underneath and really just dominate. So I think he, uh, as a guy that you either just want to bet on the offense or if you want to flip after he had some like mass, uh, some monster games, I think here at one point oh eight is probably where you're going to get him. Maybe he drops a little bit depending on. If, if people want the first round receiver, people want Kenny Pickett, but I think at one point eight, this is this is his spot. Yeah, uh, I'll, uh, I agree with you on this one. Um, I, like you said, with the smaller uh, smaller school and the 
just the landing spot, uh, just with Kansas City alone is is um, really good opportunity. Um, like you said, Kelsey's probably gonna be still top dog. Um, let's see here, Sky. You know, um, yeah, he's gonna get great opportunities. Who knows with Juju? Who knows with MVS? Um, but with Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he's he's gonna make that guy good regardless. And if <laughs> he doesn't uh, pick it up right away, you know, he's gonna be in the doghouse. So he needs to be careful. But, um, yeah, the, the only worry I have is is he meet Cole Hardman because you know right. the Chiefs are good at developing receivers, but sometimes they're not. Like sometimes guys just don't hit. Mm-hmm. I I would have much more faith if he wasn't a later second round pick. But I'm taking I'm taking the bet on the upside. Plus, Sky with two eyes, it's an amazing name that you can have <laughs> uh, unlimited possibilities for your dynasty, your fantasy football team name. So that gave me the edge as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like I was saying, I love it. Um, yeah, hopefully it's not a, a you know a me Cole situation where you know he's not running his routes correctly and he's you know going to be the doghouse. But um, I doubt it. I, I I love Sky. It's it's a great pick here. Um, I think he's going to flourish here in uh, Kansas City. Yeah, he's a different receiver than Hardman too, which gives me uh, yeah. a little more confidence. Uh, let's go to one point nine. You're on the clock. 1. This is 9. where things start getting a little interesting. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I'm torn between maybe three spots here. Thinking, well, you get at least two of them. Yes, yes, I do. Um, man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit of a draft crush, but maybe it's a risk. I'm not sure, but I'm gonna go George Pickens. Nice. I'm gonna go Pickens here. Um, at Georgia, he didn't drop a ball at all. Um, you know, it was a freshman year breakout here at Georgia. Um, I think – did he get injured last year in the uh, title game? He uh, he's coming off the ACL injury. So yeah. he's still he, – he tore it the year before, and he was still yeah. in recovery. But it was it's pretty impressive that even at not 100%, he was still out there making plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, his dad played in the league with uh, Cincinnati a long time ago. Um, yeah, I love Pickens here. Never dropped the ball at Georgia. Um, Steelers are interesting because – you know, it's it's going to be Pickett or it's going to be Trubisky. I don't know, but it's obviously going to be, I think Pickett, just because Tomlin's already said, yeah, if he's ready to go day one, like you know, he's going to be the dude. So yeah, it'll um, be they and they really they really liked him in the first round. What was it, twentieth overall to go Pickett? So right, um, I'm banking on that. Um, you know, Clay, he's got to compete with Claypool and Deontay and those guys. But as long as their line improved, I mean, it's, they're just going to air it out in Pittsburgh like they always do. Um, hopefully, it's just. Um, where they left off when they had a healthy Big Ben. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go Pickens here one nine. What do you think? I love it. Uh, Pickens is one of my draft crushes as well. I wanted to like him more, but with other players on the board. Like, I, I really thought 1.8 could be a spot for him, but Sky going to the Chiefs and being more of an immediate starter elevates him there. But I, I really love Pickens. I think he has a chance to be the best receiver in this draft. Uh, as long as he can stay healthy. I do think this is a pick where you have to be a little patient, though, because, like you said, he's going to be competing with Najee. He's going to be competing with Claypool. He's going to be competing with Deontay Johnson. But in a year, uh, it might not be – Deontay Johnson might not be there. Claypool might not be there. Pickens could establish himself as the number one receiver. Um, you know, I don't love the picket pick, but uh, he is a guy that if he can feed Pickens – and, you know, the Steelers are really good at – identifying wide receiver talent. So he's a guy in the late first is hundred percent worth taking a shot on. He's a guy, I wish I had some, uh, some shares up, but I, I left both rookie drafts with Adam, which is disappointing. Yeah. I mean, you still got time. You're, you're a trade wizard. So <laughs> that's true. Like if I, um... if I really want him, like that, <laughs> I think that's another thing when you're doing these drafts, like if Pickens, Pickens probably not a year one guy, but it's a year two through four guy. So that's a good buy low guy, especially if you start hearing he struggles a little bit. Like if he starts getting the Jamar Chase talk where he's got the yips and dropping passes. Yeah. That's a guy you trade for. And, you know, seeing as he is a late first, I don't think people will be as attached to him. But obviously it's still going to cost you a little bit. But a guy that, you know, if you start seeing, if he doesn't explode right away, that's a really nice opportunity. Oh, I thought that was so funny last year when they're like, oh, Chase is dropping balls. He's not ready. He had a year off. And it's like, I'm not buying this for a minute. (laughs) I got got so many trades from just that news alone. I'm like, come on, guys. Stop. Like, just 
that's the fun part of the <laughs> dynasty is like everyone's yeah. getting their information from the same places so yeah you can kind of capitalize on i remember in mm-hmm. in our 14 team league uh last year deandre swift was getting a lot of negative hype so oh I yeah Ronald, i traded rojo uh. in two seconds for deandre swift and that mm-hmm. worked out pretty well for me so yeah uh, well, those are the kind of things to pay attention to in dynasty there was sure. what rumors of him like he like killed somebody or something like that like, yeah what? that was weird. like who that made this up? <laughs> I, I'm guessing it, there was some dynasty owner that doesn't have him that made that up. Where he's like, hey, let yeah. me, uh, that's a good buy low opportunity. So, Bless uh, you, Walter, by the way. But he doesn't sound like he did, so that's good. I think I heard uh, Walter sneeze, I'm not sure. But. Oh, yeah. He's, he's having a little fun over there. He's <laughs> sneeze coughing. Uh, uh, we could turn this to a dog pod at this rate. We really could. <laughs> uh, let's see, 1.10. This is tough. I wanted to go Pickens at 110. So you, you snaked my guy. Snaked. Uh, I'm going to go Kenny Pickett here. Let's go Pickens, then Pickett. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I don't love Pickett, but as the sole first-round quarterback, he has value. And he's in a, a really stable position with a team that has a ton of talent on offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Offensive line's getting better and everything. It's just not an upside pick. He's a guy that he's going to come in and maybe be the 20th best quarterback in the NFL. And when he leaves, he's probably going to be the 20th best quarterback in the NFL. That's just who he is. He's already 24. He's got the small hands like everybody knows. But he is accurate. He knows how to run the offense. He does give you some mobility. So I think he's an upgrade over Big Ben. I'm not sure how big of an upgrade. But at this point, I wasn't willing to go with the last first-round receiver. I didn't want to go with any of the running backs. And then I couldn't talk myself into taking a third-round quarterback over a first-round quarterback. (laughs) So give me Pickett at 110 uh, and – uh, as I build this team, I went four receivers to start, and now I'm going quarterback. What do you think? Um, no, I like it a lot. I was I was in between uh, going Pickens or Pickett, and I just went talent there. Um, that was a tough one. Uh, you know, he got he gets to stay home in in Pittsburgh up there in uh, Pennsylvania. Um, the facilities are the same as with the. Uh, is this still Heinz Field? I don't even know if it's still Heinz Field. Um, I mean, they probably have some corporate name. Right. Uh, who, who knows? It could be crypto or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they share the same facilities. I mean, he's probably already been talking to Tomlin this whole time, you know, just like, hey, you know, once you're done with school, you know, you're going to be a stealer. So, um, yeah, I like a lot. Uh, he, I know it's not like the most talented dude in the world in, in the small hands talk, but, you know, you know, guys like Daniel Jeremiah are just like the whole time, like, he's just a good player. So, um can't go wrong there. Like I said, I was in between him and Pickens. Um, but, um, yeah, if you're, like, QB needy, you know, never go by need. But if you really need a guy, it's Pickett, um, just based on the capital alone. Um, well, yeah, this is say? the range he goes in, too. Because in one of our leagues, he went 1-6, and another league, he went 110. So mm-hmm. that's that's the range. And getting him here at 110 is and he's feels like a value. Be- He's going to be what twenty four soon, so yeah. a little bit of an older prospect. He's um, definitely old. And then everybody dogged on Joe Burrow for having small hands too. So maybe I, I'm, he's not Joe Burrow, but you know, maybe he he, he's just he's Joe good Burrow, enough. Though. Yeah, yeah, he could be good enough. So one ten Pickett, I think that's fair. Um, he, he's dropping um, later than our league was. I think I think we had somebody take him at one six or seven yeah, right well, one six yeah. in our first, one six and and then 12 man and then 110 in the 14 teamer right yeah now yeah, and, and and like you said just based on the uh, draft capital alone first rounder versus you know taking a third round QB. so um i like it 110 pick it great great pick all right let's uh let's go to 111 you are back on the clock i am um oof. we're uh we're kind of the talent pool's dwindling here a little bit. <laughs> Definitely a, a drop-off um, now. I think now that we've, you know, there are a couple other guys here that you could throw into a tier, but we've definitely hit a drop-off in talent after 10. Hmm. At 111, I am going to go with, I'm going to say James Cook. Let's do James all Cook. All right. Um, 111, James Cook. Taking um, all the running backs. <laughs> I'm taking all the running backs. Uh, I'm gonna make up for the for the receptions that Kenneth Walker will not receive probably, <laughs> and I'm gonna go James Cook 111. Um, I mean, what a great spot! A Buffalo um, Singletary is not the dude, so um, 
if, if Josh Allen isn't running the ball, hopefully you get James Cook, and then you can just dump off to James. Uh, sorry, Josh Allen not running the ball. James Cook will take those receptions. Um, maybe some goal line stuff. I don't know his durability there, but um, just on the on just the team alone, the landing spot going to Buffalo and the reception upside. I like James Cook here at one eleven. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. Uh, I do have some red flags here. Like, it's a great landing spot. It's good draft capital going in the second round. So I understand it. But and then in the late first, this is the kind of time when you take a shot on that. But for the people wanting to take him above Walker or take him in those top, like, three to four picks, it's crazy because he's a sub-200-pound satellite back who is has never had, like, more than, like, 12 carries in a game. And so size doesn't always translate, but workload does. And so that's what worries me about him. But you can't get a better landing spot than what he got. And so, and he really does move like Dalvin Cook. So if he catches 60 to 65 balls, he's going to pay off, especially in a PPR league. Um, but he, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried just because of his size. <laughs> um, what would you uh, have done here at this spot? Well, I'll tell you because I'm going to take him right here at 112. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Christian Watson here. Ah, okay. So I'm going, I'm going, right. favoring the landing spot again. It's, uh, he's an, an older rookie, and he's coming from an FCS school. So I'm taking two FCS guys. So that's a little scary, but two great landing spots. But he is, he's pure upside. He, he's huge. He's like six four. He runs fast. Uh, he's, he's more of an athlete playing receiver than just a pure receiver, which scares me. But if you know Aaron Rodgers warms up to him. He's a guy that could catch a ton of balls this off or this season, as they are trying to replace Devonte Adams. So I think I'm taking the bet on the upside here, even though he's a little older and everything. Because if he hits, he's he's a wide receiver one for a long time. Um, forgive me, I'm I'm blanking on who the who the wide receiver one is right now before the draft with the Packers. Uh, darn it, who was it? Um, that's I mean. It, I mean, got, it's, it's Lazard and, and that's uh, right, Lazard. Thank and you, Randall Cobb, right now. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that's that's a that's a great pick there, just based off that. And then they got Tanya too, um, but he got hurt. Yeah, I, so. I think they're going to throw to their running back. Like Aaron Jones is going to catch a ton of passes. Yeah, that's and then another. If, if, Sorry, go ahead. Aaron Rodgers doesn't you know trust any of these rookie receivers. They're in a, a world of hurt. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of just at this point, last pick in the first round. You know, just take a shot. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. At uh at 112 here, um like you said, uh smaller school, it was a North North Dakota State, but they're such a freaking powerhouse in the in D2. Um older prospect, but I mean, he's going to produce right away, especially if um you know, you can't dump the ball off to Aaron Jones or hand off to Dylan all the time, so you got through somebody other than Lazard, so um yeah, I think yeah, especially in these late rounds right here, like why not just, you know, Take the upside yeah, here. I, so I think he immediately fit, fills in the MVS role. A lot of people mm-hmm. have said his pro comp is MVS, which makes sense, which, you know, scares me a little bit from a, cause he could just end up being a role player, but in that offense, you know, the deep threat is going to produce. And then if he does a little more than that, then, you know, he's already beat value here. Let's, uh, let's go to the second round. We can kind of go through this a little quicker. Now, who do, who do you like here at 2.1? Second round. You know, it's based off where I went, say a 2-2 in our league, um, you know. But um, just because he's dropped so far here, I'll take a shot here at 2-1. I'll go David Bell. All right, okay. I'll go David Bell. Um, really good receiver from Purdue. Um, it's going to produce hopefully right away. I know third round's a little, you know, sus, but... Um, he's already, he's replacing Landry there in Cleveland. Um, they're going to get Deshaun Watson at some point. I don't know. I guess right away. Right. I guess that, uh, lawsuit was delayed or, or whatever's happening there, but, um, yeah, we're not too sure, but it, I mean, there is that's a possibility question mark. that Watson doesn't get suspended until next season. So 2023, which would mm-hmm. be crazy. But, um, yeah, depending on how that goes with Deshaun, um, yeah, I like him as the replacement to Landry. They only has to really worry about what Peoples Jones, um, and then Amari. So uh, Amari's always hurt, you know, every year. Um, older receiver, um, Peoples Jones, you know, good, good wide receiver overall. But uh, I'll take uh, I'll take David Bell here at two one. What do you think? 
Yeah, I think it's really good. I love him, especially in PPR leagues, but I think he really does fit into that Landry role well. You know, you get kind of worried about the testing number. He's, he's not a good athlete at all, but the receiver's the one position where you don't have to be the greatest athlete to to flourish. And I think putting him together with Watson in that role, I think he's going to catch a ton of passes. I'm not sure how big of his upside is, but if you're in a PPR league, like that is a massive floor that you're walking into in a an offense that you know, Amari might not be there in a year, and Amari's super inconsistent. So he mm-hmm. could be end up being the wide receiver one in the year. So to get that in the second round is really good. Yeah, um, that's yeah. So uh, what I was thinking there, and then uh, geez, I guess our uh, other receiver out of Penn State, uh, he's dropping. Uh, it was between that and 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 uh, Dotson, but um, I'm taking Bell. Just basically, you know, he's a little younger too. Um, right. Yeah, it didn't test very well, but you know, again, we're, we're entering the part of the draft here, and just like you know, screw it, why not? <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, th- I think you're going to lose here, especially this class. Yeah, we're in the screwed area. Uh, yeah. I am going to pick up that last first round receiver. I'm going to take a shot on Jahan Dotson. There you go. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't love the landing spot or anything and you know he's a smaller guy but he's used to playing with quarterbacks who don't throw accurately so he should fit in well with with Wentz and then I do think there is an argument like when you see all these receiver trades there is a chance that Washington does not want to trade does not want to pay Terry McLaurin and if that happens Dotson immediately becomes the number one receiver mm-hmm. and he is a top 16 pick that is really valuable draft capital so he's going to get his opportunities so I, uh, I think he is a solid bet here, especially with, you know, we've got some skinny second-round running backs, some older receivers, some second- and third-round receivers going. I will take the chance on a first-round receiver here, even though uh, he's not a fantasy darling right now. Yeah, um, it's, you know, a nice little flyer as far as, you know, I like what you said. If, um, I was just going to ask you if, if uh, they were going to pay Terry, but if he leaves, I mean, boom, he's the automatic guy right there at um, – yeah, I think, they will, one. I think they will pay him, but I I mean, I thought a lot of these guys would get paid and they're getting traded. So I, I think there's a chance. Yeah. And then uh, quarterback. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> your choices are Carson Wentz or, or um, God, Sam Howell. So yeah, the guy um, who only that's another change. question mark where I'm like, oh, boy, like. Is he even going to yeah, get you the ball? To, Who knows? <laughs> I, I do think you need to look ahead because if once the once experiments experiment is awful and a failure, which I think is a high possibility, Washington could have a high pick next year and mm-hmm. draft one of those quarterbacks. So right. That's the fun thing about dynasty is you don't really, you can't tell the future, but you can make yeah. solid bets on that. And I yeah. think you can make a solid bet that once is not the quarterback of the future. So his quarterback play, you know, might be bad the first year, but it could really elevate in you know years three four or five they're thinking maybe if you're like a rebuild team here you're just like oh you know i'll take a shot here at dotson i'm not going to win this year but commanders are going to take a qb next year because we just all think Wentz is a dumpster fire yeah and i think if you're just a a guy that i mean when you when you watch the draft like in real life it's all about value right it's the same Mm -hmm. thing with dynasty this is just value here so you might not love him but anytime you get a first round receiver in the second round going behind these other guys that are third rounders and stuff. I just think it's good. Value. Yeah. Um, I agree with you there for sure. All right. Let's, uh, let's go with your next pick. Uh, two, three, two, three. Who do you got? Who do you got? And bless you, Walter. Um, man, I'll just kind of copy what I did with our draft. I'll go, uh, I'll go Ritter here two, three. Okay. Um, Second quarterback off the board. You're now loading up on quarterback. I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, I have not gotten either of those. Or I've gotten one quarterback. Um, geez, like I said earlier with the Falcons um, and, and Drake London, it's going to be just a you know 2-15 and 15 team. But if Mariota is struggling right away, um, it's just going to be Ritter. I know uh, Ritter's got the accuracy issues, and but I'll take the rushing upside here. Um, maybe he'll get some goal line opportunities, assuming Cordell doesn't steal everything, like kind of like last year. But um, yeah, I mean, they, it's third round, not not amazing, but you know, I, I mean, Ritter did take Cincinnati pretty far, so he's not. It's not like he's just a 
not a great quarterback. I mean, he's good. He's talented, but um, he's got, he, he'll hopefully he's, you know, somebody they could work with as far as, you know, development and uh, getting him going. But, you know, if, if the boo birds are out of Mariota and it's probably gonna be a long year, I'll take Ritter here and I'll take the upside as far as rushing and uh, uh, the bridge QB here. What do you think? Yeah, I think outside of Pickett, I think Ritter has the best chance to start early. Uh, even though he is one of those third round quarterbacks. And, you know, a lot of draft analysts really liked him. A lot of them had him as their number one quarterback, but him dropping to the third is scary. But yeah, I think anytime you can get a four-year starter who runs a four or five, even though he doesn't love using his legs, like that's a good opportunity. And, you know, say he is Davis Mills, say he is pretty good in the Falcons, miss out on a quarterback next year. You just got a starting quarterback for at least two years for uh, an early second. That's, that's really good. But the, the red flags are he's a little older. He does have those accuracy issues. And then despite having a pretty good draft, the Falcons are still probably one of the two or three worst rosters, which puts them in a really good position to draft a quarterback next year. But I think for a one-year flyer kind of thing, it's worth the risk at this point. So here at 2-4, uh, at you're still uh, looking for a QB maybe? What do you think? Well, I'm going to – I am going to – take a quarterback here i'm gonna pair up uh malik willis with pick all right um willis has the most upside of all the quarterbacks in the draft he probably of those top four starts the last the latest because they do have Tannehill and everything but if the titans falter or if Tannehill looks just as bad as he did in the playoffs like i could see willis stepping in but he from all the accounts he has the most upside but he also has the most work to do so he's two years away from being a year away which is scary but like I said, in those in this in this part of the draft, you got to take the chance. And if he does play, he automatically becomes a top ten potential quarterback in fantasy just because of that rushing upside. He is such a good rusher. I'm going to go with the Konami Code quarterback and take that upside <laughs> with Malik Willis. Um, him him dropping in the draft does that scare you at all? As far as like we all thought, oh, he's going to go to the Steelers, and Tomlin loves him, and blah blah blah, and then he just kept falling and falling. Um, does that worry you, at, worry you at all? Especially if he's going to go to Tennessee and, you know, they're not going to – probably not going to re-sign Tannehill after this if he has another bad playoff performance. But um, what, do you, what do you think of him dropping? Does that frighten you at all? Yeah, I, I'm scared of – honestly, I'm scared of any quarterback that isn't a first-round quarterback because the hit rates are just so low. Yeah. And of, of third-round quarterbacks, how many are actually good in the history of the NFL? We've got Joe Montana, Russell Wilson, and maybe a couple others. But – if you look at second-round quarterbacks, it's ugly. You look at third-round quarterbacks, it's ugly. So this is when backups are taken. So yep. I, mm. it, if you just <laughs> completely faded the quarterback position in this draft, do not blame you one bit. If you want yeah. to take a bet on the upside, I totally understand that too. Mm. But he is just – if he plays, he's, he's going to put up a ton of fantasy points. He might not be good. He might be like a poor man's Jalen Hurts, who's already potentially being replaced in Philadelphia. But that upside is just too good to pass up on, especially with there are. I mean, how many more good players are on the board here? You got a couple more yeah. second round receivers. You got some third and fourth round running backs and stuff. So, For, I think uh, if, it was, if there was more skill position players, it'd be easier to to fade this. But I'm going to take the chance on the upside. We're uh, we're entering a boomer bust uh, categories now. So <laughs> big time. Well, speaking of uh, another boomer bust, why don't we? Uh, Round it out here at two five. I'll take uh, I'll take Matt Corral here at two five. The quarterback um, the, run. The Aaron Parent. <laughs> the quarterback run, man. It's, it's starting again. I'm getting the getting nightmares just thinking about it. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll take the Aaron Parent to Sam Darnold here. Um, you know the draft capital isn't great, but you know he's a good rushing threat. Hopefully, um, his off the field stuff doesn't hurt him again. Um, not again, but you know, hopefully it's not. A, it's a you know how these guys get when they're fresh out of college and they get all this money and they, you know, go in the league and they have a lot of, you know, distractions. So um, I'm hoping he stays focused here. Hopefully it's a value two five. Um, rushing upside is something I really like, and he's not Sam Darnold. So <laughs> um, what do you think here, Lance, two five with the Corral? Yeah, I think that's the best argument for him is he's not Sam Darnold. Like Sam Darnold is one of the worst starting quarterbacks uh, ever. And, you know, maybe Corral, yeah. maybe Corral, turns into that but you got to do something the thing 
there's a couple things I like and a couple things I don't like. Things I like with Corral, he's a fun player to watch. He's got a ton of upside. Um, and he's going to probably start games as long as uh, the Panthers don't add like a Baker Mayfield or Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. But they are probably going to clean house in the end of the year. That means that they will have no loyalty to a third-round quarterback at all, unless he's good. And odds are he's probably not going to be good, especially in the beginning. So that worries me. Uh, but I think here, of the these four quarterbacks, he's the one that always goes last. And I think he has a really good chance to be – him and Ritter, I think, have the best chance outside of Pickett to be that third-round quarterback that starts early because of how bad Darnold is. Mm-hmm. So I think – I think he's worth a shot here. Um, I think he's a prime flip candidate if he does start, just so you don't take on that risk of you know them being bad and replacing him. But if if they end up winning you know six games and they're kind of out of that quarterback market area, then I could see him continuing as starting quarterback. It's just it's, it's a risk for sure, just like all these other third round quarterbacks. Exactly. But I traded up for him. I'm I'm willing to take that calculated risk at a certain mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully he'll get you some, you know, some scores in the red zone as far as the, the again the rushing upside. Um, yeah, I, I like it here at a at two five for sure. Um, the QB run is probably over now. <laughs> yeah, I think the QB run's complete unless somebody's yeah. taking no stake Sam Howell, which I doubt. Right. Um, no. Let's go on to two. What is it? Two six. Two six. Now? Yeah. Two six. I am going to go. This is tough. <laughs> I take your time gonna here. Go with, I'm gonna go with Rashad White. I'm finally dipping my toe into the running back uh pool. Uh there are a couple different running backs I liked here, but I, you know, third round draft capital. I think we are one rolled ankle of Leonard Fournette away from Rashad White becoming the number one running back. Unless I mean unless you really believe in Joe Bernard, which I don't. So if no. Fournette, who's twenty eight, somehow gets hurt or maybe they want to see what white can do. He is the best pass catching back outside of James cook, but he's also much bigger. So I think he can also handle the rushing work and has just more upside that way. And if he does get in play for the bucks uh, as a rookie, you know, Brady doesn't really love rookies, but he loves throwing a running back. So they throw to the running back more than any other team in the NFL. So I think he would have a real shot of being a league winner at this point. If he can get on the field and be the number one running back, which I think there's a real shot of that this year. I think the it becomes a lot murkier when Brady's gone, probably after this year, after he signed that Fox deal and everything. But he's another one of those guys. Like, if you're taking a guy in the second here, they're really just flip candidates. So if he gets on the field and puts up a lot of points, you can flip him, or you can just ride it and try to win that championship. Yeah, yeah, I, li- I like that spot, 2-6. Uh, um, reception hog at ASU, um, well, his final season. Um, yeah, he really only has to worry about Gio Bernard, which is a nothing burger. Um, you got Brady and it's going to throw him the ball and, you know, give, give, um, uh, playoff Lenny some, some time off. And like you said, <laughs> rolled one rolled ankle away from being a starter with Tom Brady in that offense. Um, so, uh, you know, worry about all that stuff next year, as far as Brady and taking the Fox sports job and, all that stuff right here, especially if you're uh, competing and you got an, you know, an extra bench spot, you know, take, take the, take the chance here with, uh, with Rashad White. Yep. Totally. Is, so, it, all right. is it Rashad or Rashad White? Did I say that right? I think it's Rashad. Rashad. Okay. All right. Pretty Making sure. Rashad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go 2-7. Two 2-7. Seven. Two seven. The second half of the second round and, you know, getting close to the end here. So who, who you got? Man. Um, I actually have some tough choices. I think tougher than I thought it would be, but I'll go and somebody who went super, super early in our other draft. And I know, I think you know who I'm talking about. I think I'm going to go a uh, potentially rookie of the year candidate, uh, Damian Pierce here at Houston. All right. Um, pretty much going to be the immediate starter in Houston. Um, all he has to worry about is Marlon Mack, which, you know, take what you will there um i don't even know who the other freaking running back is there in, in houston but they, they got they got burkhead burkhead oh burkhead who could figure about sexy rexy Who's um, like 33 years old now too he's, he's new age frank gore <laughs> yeah yeah um maybe he'll get a boxing contract out of this when he's done <laughs> um yeah i'll go i'll go pierce here again another safe pick i think uh he's gonna be the starter um 
another rebuild for Houston next year. You know, they're gonna they're gonna bulk up on that draft class. It's gonna be. Uh, um, I think they'll be better, but um, Davis Mills just handing the ball, um, and then yeah, just based off the. I don't know. Just based off the, he's going to be the immediate starter, basically. So, uh, what do you think here at a at two seven late rounds? Yeah, games? yeah. Craziest thing I've ever seen in dynasty is when a guy trade up to one point four to take him. Yes. Uh, still good for Josh me. Still dropped about that. Great for you. Uh, jealous of that one. But yeah, <laughs> I, here I like to pick. You know, it's tough to pick fourth round running backs here. They're just so replaceable. But yeah. he he joins a just a great landing spot where, like you said, he could be the clear cut guy. But my issue is with him is he was never the clear cut guy in Florida. Like they barely used him. And like I said, that workload translates to the NFL. So I think assuming he's just going to come in and be the day one starter and getting a ton of uh, opportunity is ill-advised, but I still think he's worth the shot. He's of the running backs. Like he is one of the most fun running backs in this class to watch. He is a bulldozer who at his size is still a really good pass catcher, which is what you want in fantasy. So mm-hmm. I, I'm here for the upside, but don't go in expecting him to be rookie of the year or a league winner or anything like that. Have have moderate, modest expectations. <laughs> yeah, he was somebody I had an eye on going into rookie drafts and then, you know, him going to Houston is a is a good opportunity for him. Um and then yeah, yeah, Houston is you know going to be Houston again, unfortunately. But um, they'll be better than last year. But um, yeah, I like his receiving potential. Um, like you said, you know, Florida didn't really like produce all that much or get really too many opportunities. But you know, maybe maybe he's a sleeper rookie of the year pick. Probably not. But you know, I'll I'll take a, a, a long shot bet if from a betting man here. So um, yeah, why not two seven Pierce. You know, we're entering the 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 last few uh, picks here of like uh you know the kickball league where you're like you're kind of just picking like oh, okay I'll just pick you and you like <laughs> yeah we're uh, into the to you know throw the dart at the wall kind of guy right here and just see you're what like, happens which I mean Damian Pierce is a good dart throw <laughs> yeah. I think um, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna do a dart throw here I'm gonna you know we just had we just finished our QB run I'm gonna finish up our Pierce run here I'm gonna go Alec Pierce oh yes yeah receiver out of Cincinnati uh. I just think for me in the second round, I'm going to go with just draft capital and hit rates. Second round receivers hit at a better rate than fourth round running backs, even third mm-hmm. round running backs. So I'm just going to take that. Um, Pierce has a limited route tree, which I think limits his upside, but he is really just like white DK Metcalf. Like the guy mm-hmm. runs three routes, but he's a physical specimen. He's a crazy athlete. And I think Matt Ryan's going to kind of stabilize that Colts passing game. I think there isn't a lot of opportunity other than, Obviously, Pittman's the number one guy there, but unless Paris Campbell uh, somehow emerges healthy, I definitely think Pierce can walk into a really sizable role his rookie year and kind of develop from there. Yeah, um, I, I love that pick here at 2-8. Um, Going to be the immediate wide receiver, too, I assume, uh, assuming these yep. other guys are are uh, not healthy. Um, I've read some things, you know, comping him to, to Nico Collins. This year's Nico Collins, maybe. Um, yeah, I love Pierce, great athlete. Um, somebody who I wanted to take in our drafts, didn't do it, but, um, hopefully I don't regret it. But, um, yeah, I love, love Pierce here at a, at a two eight. It's a good pick. Yeah. I, uh, I'm glad I, I have one share of him and I got yeah. him at two twelve and a 14 teamer, which is really two, like three, two. So that mm. is, that's good value for a second round, um, yeah. receiver. Let's go yeah. to your next pick. Uh, who do you Ooh. like? Oh boy, we are getting slim pickings here, but you know what? Um, let's start the tight end run. I'm going to go Trey McBride here at two nine. Okay. Them, you know, leading a receiver ever at Colorado State. Um, shouts out to the Mountain West Conference. Um, <laughs> is uh, yeah, final year, thousand yards uh, receiving. Um, you know, it's got to be able to translate to the NFL as far as you know. Mountain West is you know a little. Well, notched down compared to, you know, other bigger conferences, but I'm not going to be worried about that. We all know the situation in Arizona with um, Hopkins out for six games, eight games. Right. Six. Um, So it is the, it is short King season in in Arizona. So, um, so he's going to be only competing with Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is getting older. Um, 
maybe not start right away, assuming nothing happens to Zach Ertz. I hope not, but you know, um, I'll take the upside here. Trey McBride, great, great receiver, great uh, prospect. Um, it's a little clogged in Arizona, but you know what? I'll I'll take that. I'll take a share here of the uh, Cardinals offense. What do you think here at a two nine with uh, McBride? I really like it, especially in tight end premium leagues. Uh, I think, you know, the first year is going to be interesting just because tight ends don't usually perform their rookie year. And then they do have Zach Ertz signed for two more years. So it's more of a patient play. But anytime you get tight end one here, who was the Mackey Award winner, uh, is a great pick. He, he has the athleticism, which I really like. He's a little on the smaller side and doesn't isn't the biggest red zone threat, at least in college, which kind of worries me. But I think in that offense, uh, especially because Nuck is towards the end of his career, Marquise Hollywood or Hollywood Brown is really a, a deep threat who can, you know, do stuff in the intermediate game. And then if Rondale doesn't become a thing like that, underneath really becomes McBride's territory. And so I really like this as a future play here. Yeah, definitely not somebody uh, would expect to to play right away. If you're gonna, if you have the patience on your rosters and stuff, you know. Um, just taking a, again another flyer or reaching the the slim pickings part of the draft here, but yeah, I like Nick Brad. I even liked him. Like I said, Mountain West Conference watched a few, uh, you know, biased here San Diego State games, and he, they played mm-hmm. against Colorado State. So um, liked him. Great receiver. Um, great tight end. Um, I I guess would you say he plays more as a receiver as opposed to a tight end? What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I think he'll be in line. So I think he will do some blocking and stuff, but he's definitely a better receiver. So, yeah. and that, and the blocking takes a little bit of time. So I think his role is probably in the beginning going to be more of that like flex tight end guy. And so, but I just don't see the way that the Cardinals operate. You're not going to get both tight ends on the field at the no. same time very often. So you just, anytime you take a tight end in a rookie draft, you got to know the first year is pretty much out. Like don't expect anything, which is why I like, waiting on tight ends, uh, unless it is a tight end premium league, uh, because you can find either guys that are older that have emerged, or you can buy low on a guy who's, who was a disappointment in his rookie year. I mean, yeah, it's sometimes in, you know, super flex tight end premium leagues, you could pick up a guy off waivers and he can be just as good as me taking somebody here at 210. So yeah, um, I, you don't I'm even have to waste a pick at all. So, you know, it's, exactly. it's tricky. I'm in one league where tight end premium, uh, I picked up Higby and Schultz after people released them. Oh yeah. So I didn't have to waste, waste a draft pick on that at all. You know, fun fact, a long time ago when we first started our league, uh, George Kittle was an end of season waiver pickup. Literally like week 16. It was like midnight. I was like, who's this George Kittle guy? Like, I'll take everything whatever. And fifth was the fifth rounder out of Iowa at the time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yep. I was like, oh, kid, I'll take a, you know, I'll take a chance because uh, Delaney Walker was leaving, I think, or was with the Titans or something. I was like, OK, so that worked out really well. Yeah, um, I, took him, I took him in a league in the, like the fourth round of a tiny premium league and then traded him like an idiot right before uh, he like broke out. Me too. Stuff. But I, I, I traded him for like a good uh, price back. But I still obviously wish he had Kittle Gosh, in the tiny premium league. I don't even remember what I traded him for. I'm pretty sure I traded him to you and I like was being stupid and didn't understand the process of dynasty yet. So could have been yeah, a third I, for all I know. Traded him to me, but I forgot I what I gave up. Uh, yeah. I'll have to look at, into that after this. Uh, let's that was go. The, uh, all right. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, good. Uh, so I've got one more pick then it's our last pick, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we're on two ten. Yes. I am going to keep the second round receiver streak of mine going. I'm going to go John Mechie here. Texans receiver. He's also coming off an ACL injury, so you can't expect a lot out of him, but he's a guy that he was overshadowed at Alabama by all those first-round receivers, but he still was on the field there. He was still really good. He's still one of Bryce Young and Mac Jones' favorite targets when he was there. To me, he really translates as a a really good slot receiver. I could see him in the right offense becoming a Cooper Cup-esque receiver. So I really like that here. He's still only 21. And has that second round draft capital. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they run that Patriot style offense. So those slot receivers get a lot of targets. So I really like Mechie here. And who does he really have to worry about? It's uh, Nico. It's, uh, oh man. It's Brandon Cooks, who's, Brandon who's 28. Cooks, who's 
I mean, poor guys had freaking concussions like left and right. So yeah, he's been um, awesome. But if Mechie yeah. can come in and be the number two receiver, and then maybe in a year or two, it's the number one guy. Like that's all you can ask for here. Yeah, no, I, I like the age. I like the. Uh, I like. I definitely like the upside here, Mechie. I mean, coming out of you know Alabama, I believe. So um, right. No other better NFLU school than the Alabama. So um, yeah, I think that's a great value there at two ten. Um, yeah, who knows? Next year could be wide receiver one, two, who knows? But um, this year, good slot receiver. Um, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. All right, let's go with your final pick of our <sighs> two-round Dynasty mock draft. Make it count. Our final pick. Um, I'll take a chance here, just like we are with every other pick at this rate. I'll go Wandale Robinson with the Giants. Nice. Um, we'll, con- the we'll last keep this. Rounders- oh no, two. There's two other second round receivers, but you got one. The penultimate yeah. second round receiver. We got penultimate for sure. Um, similar prospect, kind of like to Rondell Moore. Um, you know, Giants are going to improve. They're going to turn it around. Um, I I hope with any Dimes, but you know, can't go wrong with uh the new head coach there, the Giants. Um, Dable, I believe. Yeah, Dable. Yep. Um, so. They got to improve at some point, so I'll t- I'll take the upside here. He only really has to worry about what Sterling Shepard and then um, Tony Kenny, is still Kenny there. Kenny Galladay, yeah. Kenny Galladay. I, I don't know how much longer Tony's going to be there. Yeah, and you know, I don't know. Galladay might improve this year. You know, he's a good like maybe value trade option this year. You know, I think him being for receiver. Him being yeah, him being there and back to being good actually will help Wandale because Galladay is going to be the more field stretcher and Wandale is going to work underneath and everything. So we'll open it up more and more. Yeah, so get those uh, get those receptions in. Um, you know, I'll just take a flyer here at uh, at the 211. I'll go Wandale, um, another shorter guy. But you know what? Great age, um, the high draft capital. Um, so, And I think the Giants are, you know, the New York teams are going to figure it out eventually. So um, the the... The doom days of Gotham are, are coming to a close. I think we're going to, you know, I think New York's going to be very happy with how uh, things are going there, especially with the Jets and the Giants too. So what do you think? Yeah, I like buying into the Giants offense. Uh, I do think, I think Wandale drops because he has a name similar to Rondale and he's, you know, short as hell. <laughs> there's there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong but with that I, at all. <laughs> I really like Wandale. Uh, it's tough. You know, when you're that small, it's tough, but he is just a dynamic athlete. He's a guy that, I think is going to get some of that Debo treatment where he's like, he's smaller, so you can't give him as much, but he's going to play some running back. He's going to play some receiver. He's just going to be like an offensive weapon. Mm. And he's got that second round draft capital and everything. So I I think he's worth the risk here. Uh, I don't know how much upside he has, but in a PPR league, I think he's going to be really good. And then if dimes flames out, giants get a quarterback next year and hopefully it's exactly. Yeah. Trust the process, you know, that's right. Uh, let's see. Uh, final pick of the draft. Uh, I'm going to go with somebody who was not picked in either second rounds of our Ooh, draft. Okay. And we go a little bit homer, too. I'm going to go Ty Davis Price, uh, running back, yeah. LSU, now with the San Francisco <laughs> 49ers. Uh, I, I, this one's interesting because the Niners took a third-round running back last year, and he was a first-round pick in dynasty drafts. That's Trey Sermon. The Niners took a third-round running back this year, and he's not even going in the first two rounds. So I find that really interesting. Uh, I think Elijah Mitchell is really good, but he has had injuries. He's smaller. Ty Davis Price is a big dude. He's going to run over people. And I think there's, you know, you want to buy into that Shanahan run game. Like, obviously, it's it's tough to do because there's so many running backs. But if you get the right one, he's, he's a league winner. And so Ty Davis Price is not going to catch a lot of passes. Uh, still going to be the backup to Elijah Mitchell. But he's going to get goal line carries. He's going to be the pounder. I think if you believe in the Niners being good, uh, he's a guy that is going to be the second half tone setter that really just runs over people. And he's going to get his opportunities in a heavy run offense. Yeah, that's why if you're uh, if you're a guy that owns Elijah Mitchell, man, I, if that was me, I would have traded him in a heartbeat. But um, it's just a you know like not similar to the Patriots, but it's such a carousel with the. With Shanahan, their RBs, like that's always a good investment, especially here at 212. Um, I, I love it a lot. Um, and he, how do you say it? it's Tyrion? Or I think it is. I call him Ty Davis Price. Just call him Ty Davis. TDP. A lot easier. Okay. And he's got the same name as a Game of Thrones character. So there you go. If it's Tyrion, yeah, then... he's, he's just a little <laughs> bit bigger. 
Yeah, just but a little bit bigger. They're both um, yeah. Anytime you go with the running back of the Shannon offense, I love it. Um, and like I said, good value here, 212. Um, it, I would guess he produces right away, right? So That's um, I think he's the Trey Sermon replacement, so we'll just see if they're better at scouting. If not, I mean, you wasted the last pick in the second round. Whatever. It is it is just crazy how how far Trey Sermon fell off, man. I don't know what he did to who he pissed off, but yeah, he just wasn't that good of a yeah. It was a weird fit, and then he looked like he was just running with like a piano on his back. He was just yeah, he was just slow, slow, very slow. I mean, that's working a Shanahan offense. And that one, what was it, the Sugar Bowl, or whatever, a couple years ago, when he when he broke his arm and he looked amazing in that game, and like, oh, Trey Sermon, like he's going to be such a good running back of the Niners and blah, blah, blah. And we had a, we had somebody uh, <laughs> take him in, a, in, in the late first there. We, we all Ahead of Jalen Waddle. Pick. With Waddle? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Waddle yeah. went the next pick, which uh, yeah. that was great for me. But that yeah, worked, that, yeah. that worked out for you for crazy. sure. crazy. <laughs> yeah. All um, right. So we did the, we did the yeah. two rounds. Let's let's recap it real quick. Let me, I'll run through our two teams. So your team, very strong team, Brees Hall, Traylon Burks, Chris Olave, Kenneth Walker, George Pickens, James Cook. That's the first round. Second round, David Bell, Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, Damian Pierce, Trey McBride, Wandale Robinson. A lot right. of a lot of good. I mean, obviously, it's just two of us. You're going to, you know, it's going to be a little better than a 12 or 14 team. Right. But you did a good job of filling pretty much every position. And you got upside. You took some risks in the second round. So that's a that's a fun little. I did. You know, for a guy who traded almost completely out of our drafts. You, yes. you know, you got a little taste now. Yes, I did. Yeah, this this is my filler in case I would have stayed pat. So That's right. And then uh, my team, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Sky Moore. Okay. Kenny Pickett, Christian Watson, that's the first round. Second round, Jahan Dotson, Malik Willis, Rashad White, Alex Pierce, John Mechie, Ty Davis Price. Solid. Solid as a rock. Yeah, I think uh, you know you had the better pick, but I think you might have edged me out here. I'm, I'm going to give you the win here. Uh, if I was given draft grades, you get an A+, plus, I get an hey, A. Hey, gold star. Gold star for both. Gold of us. star. Uh, yeah. Let's let's call it there. Let's open it up to any questions to the listeners, uh, if there are any. Go nuts. Does not <laughs> appear so. So we'll call it there. Uh, thanks again for listening to the Lions Football Show. This was a lot of fun doing two round mock draft with my former starting lineup co-host. Hey. Uh, you can follow me at Casually Ginger. Uh, Peter, you want to plug anything? Um. I don't really have a huge uh, following as, as much as you do. I don't have got the blue check mark, you know, but um, Hey, you could always follow on Instagram at Joey, the dude, always solid content there. Uh, the from the social media manager of Lindsay Don ball. So <laughs> uh, um, I don't really have anything that... great personally, but you know, the dog is always fun. So <laughs> follow Joey, the dude, uh, yeah. beautiful dog that uh, is uh, a terrorist. I know he is. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. My, my dog survived, but uh, l- yes, let's call did. it there. Uh, yeah. Maybe- uh, thanks again for for hopping on. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. Good good to be on. I had some big shoes to fill with Ethan, with uh, Ian, but um, happy to be on with you, buddy. You did a great job. Thank uh, you. <laughs> all right. Goodbye. All right. Thanks again. Take care. Bye, everyone.